0: Hello, my name is Jennifer Sabir. I'm a professionally trained mediator with a master's in cultural awareness and second language acquisition and a master's in Christian conflict coaching. I believe in the transformative power of personal story, culture and language diversity, and share my thoughts on how you can alchemize the conflict in your life to bring about self mediation and deeper awareness. Today I had a discussion with a relative who grew up in southern Illinois. Um, They uh, grew up within the mid-30s to 1950s, which experienced a grand sense of community um, and dependency on one another, a strong sense of identity, and a, a number of other positive senses of empowerment. Prior to that though, the heritage um, that this relative had taken with her ancestrally um, through the family lines and within the community of West Frankfurt in the 1920s was made up of a different flavor. During that time, there was a number of nationalities from Hungarian to Italian and French. Every There was a great sense of uh, segregation, even though it was heterogeneous, um, each had their own you know, neighborhoods, and some were laid in the outskirts of the town. Uh, the Chinese had um, a place that, that was excluded from other ethnicities, and there were absolutely no African Americans allowed in Franklin County. In the latter part of 1920, a mob of over 3,000 took over the town of West Frankfurt, threatening to drive out the population of foreigners. Um, It was fueled by a Sicilian Mafia who had immigrated to the Egyptian coal fields. There had been an underhanded society of over 200 members with headquarters in West Frankfurt that had been discovered. And through that riot, There were strikes, a series of bank robberies, and supposedly um, a band of Italian robbers called the Backhand Society. There was a number of kidnappings and murders that took place. It took a long time for peace to be even restored during that time, with mob violence breaking out in the afternoon, Italian residences being warned to leave town within 24 hours or suffer the consequences. And the story went from one of peace to one of anarchy. Furthermore, with the roaring 1920s, exclusion became rooted with early memories of ostracization by those that were labeled as part of the exclusion circle. With the rise of the KKK, white supremacist groups served in various leadership forms in West Frankfurt. The Roaring Twenties was at a high, and gangsters ruled. Such groups said that they stood for the United States of America, but they excluded anything that wasn't white. Exclusion is still an issue nearly 100 years later only ethnicity is not at the forefront The growing expanse of the internet has brought with it an influx of diverse and cultures from global places where normally community and a sense of um, social inclusion has left them feeling victimized when they're faced with a faceless person excluding them. Exclusion is often rooted in early memories of ostracization by those that we labeled as part of our social circle. Equally, in the millennial to gen Z era, social media exclusion is apparent in threatening people's sense of confidence, their sense of belonging, contribution, and how they define relationship. Ghosting has replaced Dear John letters and ignoring others' comments and live inclusions has replaced selective party lists. Emoticons and blocks has replaced Goodbye Felicia. I've seen activists for cyberbullying and peace and personal growth treat the common person online like a piece of dried gum on their shoe. They know they're there, but they ignore it anyway. While the trend is to perceive others and through maltreatment as an indication of poor self-perception, suffice it to say we have gotten away from cultural etiquette. People are laying their sense of value and identity down for membership and harboring anger and alienation for self-blame. Barely do people get past the surface, but online profiles leave them with a sense of not knowing who lies behind the prolific message left as a courtesy on their page. I have watched where Uh, a a growing trend of um, helping people move past senses of um, disempowerment um, through delving into looking past their wounds um, from childhood and whether or not they feel like they belong to a sense of a social circle or whether they don't. I've seen these people give uh, offerings of Grandiose, um, you know, wisdom that they would uh, all they have to do is, you know, gain a grander sense of self care and self love uh, to reach out to their fellow man. But at the same time, when a relationship has served its purpose, or a friendship or a family member reaches toxic behavior, there is a grand teaching trend. That is, um, to cast that person aside, to block them, to discard them, and pretty much mirror reflect uh, narcissistic behaviors. Through looking through history and the, the lack of cultural etiquette, I'm left with a sense of awe how... A number of people even what would, would be considered baby boomers are treating their fellow elders or you know their local um, their local neighbors with disdain um, if they're again they're, if they're in their way or they are um, you know not going to provide them the kind of offerings that they are looking for that then they are not, Um, benefiting them. To return to a sense of community, especially with social media, we need to move beyond armchair community to a real sense of understanding the person and the persons that help us become who we are. We are not an identity that is void of those around us, but we carry with us parts of others as together in a sense of humanity. We reflect back how we care not only for others, but for ourselves. If you'd like to continually getting weekly podcasts, please hit the subscribe button um, for more tips and tools with culture, language, conflict, and personal story.